Day two, February 23rd, suffering servant. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53, three through five. Our Lenten journey began with ashes and with good cause. They are the reminders of our own mortality, symbols of our own pain and loss and fragility. They are last year's palms that have met the flames only to wilt and droop and scorch from the heat. Against such fiery orange adversity, the green cannot endure. It withers, it chars, it becomes sooty and black. But even there, in the disintegrating ugliness, beauty emerges. A sacred purpose, a holy use. It is the very promise of our scripture that God trades beauty for ashes, Isaiah 61.3. It's not a fair trade, to be sure, but God doesn't count the cost. He only counts the consequence. He only counts the lives that are changed and the souls that are saved by the grace he came to give but it was a gift purchased in the currency of suffering. Redemption in the coinage of pain, 40 tempting days, 30 silver shekels, 24 dirty feet, one rugged cross. Beyond every expectation of who the Messiah was supposed to be, Jesus came as a man of sorrows, as one acquainted with grief and rejection. He came not as one immune from pain, but as one empowered to transform it. For it was in suffering that Jesus redeemed suffering all suffering, in mind and body and soul. From the inside, he knew how it felt, and that too is good news. It means that God knows what to do about loss. It means that God knows what to do about grief. It means that God knows what to do about fear and loneliness and the dire emptiness that we so often feel. It's good news because it's perhaps the most ancient question asked by humankind. Why do we suffer If God's so good and and heaven is so kind, then why is there such pain and needless violence around us and even within us? If God is so loving and heaven so sublime, then why do hearts break with such godless regularity? And and why do we know the the salty taste of our tears? These are questions that defy answers, at least from the outside of suffering. For empty words provide little relief when shouted from a distance. And to cling to the hope that God really is good and all-powerful, it seems sometimes to be impossible. It's the reality of the human condition. It's the tidal wave that grows from Eden's ripple. But Jesus never distanced himself from suffering. He entered it willingly. For you, for me, he entered. And he conquered and rose beyond it to give us hope, to give us healing, to give us peace. He carried our sorrows because we weren't strong enough. He carried our fears because we weren't brave enough. It was from inside the storm that Jesus tamed the waves. It was from inside the darkness that Jesus showed the light. For it is this Messiah anointed by blood and water flowing down who offers us a way not to avoid pain and trial and temptation, but a way to overcome them from the inside.